Hello and welcome to episode 70 of the LDS study session with your host Matt Roberts and we're going to continue our study into the Come Follow Me section this week. Uh, this is the week of August the 5th to August the 11th, Romans chapters 1 to 6, the power of God unto salvation. And this is really where we start to really see this principle of the power of God unto salvation manifest. Um, well, I'm going to look at the section which is entitled, When I show faith in the Saviour by keeping his commandments, I am justified through his grace. So if you're, you've got it in front of you and you're reading along, then that's where we're looking at today. Now I'm actually going to break this up into a couple of days. Um, I'm going to skip over, so basically in this section there is four definitions of four different terms that are used throughout these chapters in Romans um, that Paul uses. He talks about the law, uh, he talks about circumcision and uncircumcision, he talks about justification, justifying and justified, and then he talks about grace. I'm going to skip over the law because I think we understand quite well that that refers to the law of Moses um, and many things like that. And I'm also going to skip over the term circumcision and uncircumcision. I feel like we've dealt with that already uh, throughout a number of chapters in the Acts of the, of the Apostles, and we know what that is. And of course, if you don't know what those things are, th those are put forward quite simply in the definition in the Come, Follow Me manual. But I am going to look today at justification, justifying and justified, and then I plan tomorrow to look at grace, because I think that these two phrases are a bit have a bit more deeper meaning to them and a bit more um, studying around these things are a, a good thing when we consider our relationship with our saviour. So justification and justifying. So I will read what it says here in the manual and then I'll just share what it says in Romans and a couple of thoughts attached to that. Um, it says in the manual, these terms refer to the remission of pard or pardoning of sin. When we are justified, we are forgiven, declared guiltless and freed from eternal punishment for our sins. As Paul explained, this is made possible through Jesus Christ. So I think that this, um, I think we are aware of this, that obviously because of Jesus and because of his sacrifice for us, we have the opportunity to be forgiven, declared guiltless and made free from the punishments. Okay, And that is upholding the law because Christ suffered for those sins. The law has been, has been complete and the, and the consequences of our sins are dealt with. Um, and we are free to escape from those through our saviour. He is free to justify us and make us guiltless. Now, there is a great section within these, these, these um, chapters of Romans, which I want to focus on today, and that is found in Romans chapter 3, and it kind of goes from verse 23 to the end to verse 31. We're going to pick out a few bits within those verses. Uh, I'm going to read verses 23 to 24 first in Romans 3. It says... For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Um, and then actually there is a Joseph Smith translation here as well, which actually changes verse 24 to saying, therefore being justified only by his grace through the redemption that is in Jesus in Christ Jesus. So actually, I mean, the Joseph Smith translation, if anything, further reinforces the fact that it is only through Christ's grace that we can receive this justification from sin. Now, um, there is obviously some, this kind of leads into the discussion of faith and works. And uh, there are obviously a number, and I've mentioned uh, previously about um, the Saviour's role in our kind of justification and freeing us from our sin and about how there's this this spectrum between completely by faith or completely by works and 
I think that obviously as members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, if anything, we would, we would say that we are toward the, the side of, of faith, that it is through Christ's grace um, that we are saved. And we believe completely that it's only through him that we can really be saved. Anything we do, whatever we do, cannot be done for one, cannot save us for one bit without the Christ without Christ sanctifying us of all our sin. I think the point here that, that, Paul, that Paul is making is that no matter how much we sin, we have sinned and fall, fallen short. Even if you are the most righteous and most, you know, uh, what, I'm not going to use the word perfect because no one is. Only one was perfect and that was Christ. But even if you do everything that you try to do right, there will be a time in your life that you have made a mistake. Every one of us listening to this podcast will have made one mistake in their lives. And that one mistake will stop us from living with God. Uh, and so it is only through Christ that, that we can do that. It's only possible through him. Uh, there's a great uh, quote uh, that was given uh, by Elder Jeffrey R. Holland, just reinforcing this, that actually it is through him that we receive that forgiveness. He said this in the October 2007 General Conference, quote, I know he is the, only, the Holy One of Israel, the Messiah, who will one day come again in final glory to reign on earth as Lord of Lords and King of Kings. I know that there is no other name given under heaven whereby a man, whereby a man can be saved, and that only by relying wholly on, upon his merits, mercy, and everlasting grace can we gain eternal life, close quote. Now, uh, obviously, and I've had discussions with many other Christians, um, and I have ha I've actually had an in-depth discussion with a couple of Christians over the years about our stance on faith and but then what things do we need to do on our part? And I think it's fair to say that as members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, yes, we completely wholly uh, rely on the merits and mercy and grace of our Saviour to, to redeem us and to justify us in our, from our sins, but I think it's fair to say that we also accept and believe that there are parts of the gospel which we need to uphold and do so that we can receive that. Now, I think that sometimes, and I think it was mentioned in the interpreter podcast, which I listened to, there is this, um, I think it was Elder Bruce R. McConkie that said that a lot of misconceptions about our faith and about our beliefs come from these Pauline epistles because there are points where it talks about needing grace and nothing else but then there's also parts where it talks about works and needing works and you know they are important and it, it does get very complex and confusing however the way i see this and what from what i've been studying is that yes we completely believe on the merits and mercy of our savior but um he he wants us to do things to be able to receive that it's not that we earn our salvation through the things that we do and i think that's important and actually i'll, I'll be honest here Growing up, particularly in my youth, I that's what I I think when I look back at my thought process and belief process there, I think part of me did think I had to earn my way. And that's when I made mention of the experience that I had uh, t teaching those uh, Christians uh, about when I was a missionary, about how I said, I hope that I've done what, done what I need to to, to to kind of receive his, his atonement. And... Um, I realised there that actually that was there was a bit of pro there was a problem in my thought process there. Now um, it, the manual does refer to a uh, an article given by Elder D. Dodd Christopherson called Justification and Sanctification, and that's found in the Ensign June two thousand and one um, issue of the Ensign. Now I do fully recommend that you read this talk because I've had a read of it and it is absolutely amazing. 
about making this clear about how we are justified and sanctified through the Saviour uh, and how that relationship between what we've been asked to do and what he does for us works. There's this quote, and I'm going to only read a couple of sections from it just because I like to keep these podcasts short and bite-sized, but um, I really do recommend you read the entire talk because it is really it outlines why we have the law, and I will talk about that, about that in a second, what's important about what our Saviour's done for us and then kind of the future events of the world and how that relates as well. So it, he says, quote, Thus, it is not that we earn these gifts, but rather that we choose to seek and accept justification and sanctification. Since the Saviour paid for our sins, since the Saviour uh, paid for our sins and satisfied justice for us, we become debtors to him rather than to justice. We must therefore meet the stipulations he has established for forgiveness and cleansing. Otherwise, he withdraws his proffered mediation, and we are left to deal alone with the demands of justice, lacking the means to become pure. One must choose Christ to receive what Christ offers, close quote. And this is where the ordinances and principles of the gospel come in. Christ does not expect us to work and do acts of goodness and righteousness to earn what we are, to earn our salvation. What he does is he has offered this salvation only through his gifts and, and mercy and um his sufferings for us that he that he accomplished and has accomplished but he asks us to to choose to seek him and to accept him through these things which is having faith in him repenting of our sins being baptized and receiving the gift of the holy ghost i think that um often we we confuse this with we need to be baptized and keep the commandments to earn what we what we can have in the afterlife and that's not the point the point is, is that the Saviour has done that for us and he has offered that to us freely, but we just need to show him that we are accepting of him and his gospel and what we, he wants us to become. And yes, you know, we will not be perfect in keeping those commandments in this life, the, but the important thing is, is that that law is still there. And that, and that comes to what Paul says later in this chapter. In the final verse, verse 31, he says, Do we then make void the law through faith? God forbid, yea, we establish the law. So he's saying, and I love this in this verse, that, okay, so I've just told you that it's only through Christ, you know, no matter what we do, uh, that we can receive justification and be justified from our sins. Does that mean that we forget the law now? Of course not. You know, we, we, we need this law. We, we say that it's important. Um, and actually, out of Todd Christopherson, a bit earlier on in the talk, shares this important fact as well he says quote without any of these things talking about the law and the necessary predicate or foundation of law lehi concludes there could be no god no earth no mankind for there could have been no creation of things neither to be act neither to act or to be acted upon without law one could not predict or control outcomes of actions without awareness of cause and effect there would really be no such thing as choice Existence would simply be chaos, the act of random forces. God could not work his will, and if we existed at all, we would lack the means to be actors and would only be acted upon. Close quote. I absolutely love this. I love Elder, Elder Christopherson's talks, to be fair. Like, there was a, an Enzyme article he gave whilst I was on the mission uh, in 2009, I think, and he talked about moral agency rather than free agency and free agency, why it's not free. And yes, there's the whole thing about, oh, it was paid for a price. But actually, 
it's not free for that simple reason. It's free. It's not free because there is consequences to our choices. There is moral tr outcomes to what we choose to do, hence the term moral agency rather than three, free agency. And so I'm very careful not to use that phrase now. Um, he also talked. He also mentioned about how the, the term free agency is not mentioned at all in the scriptures. So there is also that. Um, it's interesting because this quote about the law really points out why we have this law. Without this law, there would be no way to be able to act. There would be no way to be able to be something that is to act rather than be acted upon, which is what we taught, learn about in the Seeking Learning by Faith with Elder Ednar. We need to act and make things happen. Uh, we couldn't control outcomes of actions if there was no law. It just wouldn't happen. There'd be the the universe would just be existence would just be, as he says, completely randomly random events that happen to us. And there are random events that happen to us, but there are also other events that are not random because there is a law. Um, and so I think that that is uh, it's really fascinating. Anyway, I'm kind of dragging this on now because I've absolutely loved studying this today. I do completely recommend that you read for yourself Elder Dieter Christopherson's talk because it really does highlight and explain a number of things about justification and that sanctification that comes once we are justified. Um, I hope that you've enjoyed the study today and I can't wait to talk tomorrow about grace because that in itself is a whole sermon in itself. So um, I'll, I'll have to try hard to keep that bite-sized tomorrow. If there's anything that you've, that you've been studying that you can share with me, I'd love to hear from you at MattSRoberts90 on Twitter. On the Twitter platform there would be great. Uh, thank you uh, for your time and until we meet again.